0: hi welcome to our study of patterns found in the gospel of mark today we're looking at mark chapter 14 and the title i'm giving it is hypocrisy hypocrisy is the practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform and what you need to truly understand is hypocrisy kills hope mark 14 breaks down really nicely First ten verses we find ourselves in Simon the Leper's house. Then the next twenty verses the upper room. The next twenty verses the Garden of Gethsemane. And then the next 20 verses the high priest's house. Nice, easy, simple breakdown. Now, what's going how we're going to entitle this is the first 10 verses is right and wrong responses. In Mark, we always had the, the teaching, and then we had the correct response usually at the end, or sometimes in the middle. But here, interestingly enough, Mark 14, he starts with the correct response. Not only a correct response, but a wrong response as well. What we're seeing is Mary's true response of a sincere heart, and we're seeing the wrong response of hypocrisy in the apostles. And when Jesus sees that hypocrisy, he's got to deal with it. So he gives us three lessons on learning to trust and obey his word. That kills hypocrisy. And then he gives us three examples that praying prevents hypocrisy. And then finally, three examples that hypocrisy will be exposed. And we need to understand that. So kicking it right off, right and wrong responses. Ah, But first, we need to jump back to John chapter 12, verse 1 through verse 7. This is the Sunday night. We're at Lazarus's home. Here at the dinner, Mary comes in, anoints Jesus' feet out of her adoration. Why? Because Jesus raised her brother about two weeks ago. And she's trying to do something kind and and nice. And so she's got this very expensive perfume and she's anointing his feet. Judas complains. He stands up and he's saying, Why are we wasting all this money? We could give it to the poor. But Judas was not concerned about the poor. Judas was a thief. He's already got it in his heart that he's going to betray, betray Jesus. And so this perfume, which was worth about $50,000 in today's standard, would have made a lovely little package inside of his uh, money box because if he's going to betray, he's taken off. He wants that 50000 So he complains. But Jesus stands up and says, you've always got the poor. Leave her alone. Let her keep it for my burial. Okay? Now that sets the stage For this Wednesday night at Simon the leper's home. Where I think Jesus shows his sincerity of heart. he's His last night and he's eating at Simon the leper's home. Like this is not going to be a a three course meal that's coming at him. It's going to be very simple. But Jesus if he's invited he's going to be there regardless of who you are. He doesn't have heirs or show those things. So he's eating at Simon the leper's home and in comes Mary to anoint his head for his burial. And there's Judas in the 12. She sees Judas, and what does she do? She breaks the vial. Now Judas knows he can't retrieve that oil. And then she starts to pour it on Jesus' head. So Judas knows he's out of this game. And then as she pours it on his head, the disciples are indignant, and they start to scold her. They're all over her case, showing hypocrisy. Now here's the thing. Why are they all over her case? Were they not there Sunday night when Jesus said, leave her alone, let her keep it for my burial? Well, here's the problem that we're seeing at this stage. The disciples have been listening to Judas. They haven't been listening to Jesus. Judas the slanderer, or the one that makes false accusations. The Sunday night when Jesus put Judas in his place about the perfume. Judas is not going to be very happy, and he doesn't want to lose that 50000 So you know he's talking, and he's probably talking to the disciples saying, man, you know, 50000 is going to go a long ways. We could really be helping the poor. Why is Jesus wasting this perfume? And he's, he's yakking it up, so much so that now on this Wednesday night, these guys forget everything that Jesus taught them on that Sunday night about leaving the perfume for my burial, and they're, they're, they're literally scolding her. How do they do that? Because they're listening to Judas, not to Jesus. What does Jesus see? The se- what does he see? The seed of hypocrisy is planted in their heart. He's getting ready to die, and these guys are starting to drift away. So, what's he got to do? i got to give them some quick lessons here. First lesson, trust and obey. If you trust and obey Jesus, that kills hypocrisy. The seed of hypocrisy, which is starting to show up in their lives. So, Point number one, lesson number one, you need to truly act upon his word. They're saying, where are we going to celebrate the Passover? Well, the 12 are there. Judas is there. Judas is looking for a place to betray him. So Jesus tells two of them, you know, he can't let Judas know where they're going to go because he's going to spoil it. So he tells two of them uh, with with everybody listening, go to the city. You'll find a man carrying a water jar. Follow him. When he gets to the house, ask the master, prepare the place. So they go. Look what he says here in 16. The disciples went, came to the city, found just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Everything comes true just as Jesus says it. What do you need to do? You need to trust what he says, and you need to follow through and act upon his word. When you are doing that, the hypocrisy dies because you're not questioning Jesus, and you're not just going to give him lip service because you know every time you put the word into action, it comes true. That's what he's trying to teach him right there. Then, at the dinner, he gives this incredible example of what? Sincerity. They're, they're, they're all sitting around the table, and he breaks the bread and say, Take, this is my body. They are not prepared for him to die the next day. They don't even understand this stuff about the burial or the resurrection. And now he's saying, this is my body. Then he gives them the cup and they all drink from it. And after they all drink from it, then he says, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm, I'm preparing to die for you guys and for everybody. And that's what you need to see here. And he's saying it a day before. Jesus can call 12,000 angels and put a stop to this at any time. Jesus can walk away from this at any time. But he's not. He's got a pure heart. And when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do that. He's showing them that, that I'm telling you that I'm going to die. And when I tell you I'm going to do something, we're going to follow through. Point number three, and I really love this point right here. Awareness is empowering. Empowering. To understand what's going to happen is to give you the strength to get through what's going on right here. I mean, even to Judas, he says, somebody's going to betray me. Him and Judas both know that they know who it is. And so Judas, after he betrays Jesus, after he sees Jesus condemned, he remembers that Jesus said, you were going to betray me. And I believe that's why Judas sought forgiveness. But the problem with Judas is, because of his hypocrisy, he didn't know where to go. He didn't turn to Christ, he turned to he turned to Judaism and he went to the temple. But there was no forgiveness there, so he hung himself. But Jesus gave him an opportunity. He empowered him by saying, "You're going to betray me." And then we see it here when he tells them after the dinner about you're all going to scatter, right? And he says, But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Now, you need to understand he's saying these things. Well, let's let's click over to Peter's denial. He says just before to Peter that you're going to deny me. He says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers You see, he's making them aware that they're going to scatter. And I know you're going to scatter. And he's making Peter aware, you're going to deny me. So when the act happens, when they scatter, they're not going to keep running. They're going to stop and they're going to say, he knew we were going to do this. We need to get back together again. Because he said that he was going to meet us up in Galilee. We need to pull ourselves together. And we need to start asking, why did he know about this? And what about Peter? Because he did tell Peter, we don't know if Peter denied him. And then he told Peter, you need to get together and strengthen those guys. So after Peter sees that he's denied him and he's wept, he's returning. Because he's going to overcome this, and he's got to strengthen those guys, and they got to pull together. If Jesus didn't give them the prophecy, they wouldn't have come together. They would have kept running. Awareness is empowering. Being aware of the scriptures helps you to get rid of the hypocrisy. It's like 1 John 1, 6. If you continue to walk in the light as he himself is in the light, the blood of his Son continues you to cleanse you from all sin. What's that saying? It's saying you're going to continue to sin. Just because you've been baptized, just because you're a Christian, doesn't mean you're sinless. So when you do struggle with major sin, when you do trip and stumble, know that God knows. And he's saying, continue to walk in the light, continue to get back up, ask for forgiveness, go for it. I'm still there with you because I care that much about you. Awareness is empowering, and it will stop the hypocrisy that's starting to grow in your life because you know that God knows. So learn to act upon his word. Learn to every Sunday morning... Look at the example sincerities you gather around the t- that table. How can you be a hypocrite? In 1 Corinthians 11, it says, if you're not focused, if you're not examining yourselves, some of you are sick, weak, and what? Asleep. Asleep means what? Spiritually dead. Why? Because you're not focusing on what you're supposed to be doing at the table, the death, burial, resurrection. Awareness is empowering, which means what? Continue to study the scriptures. Continue to know more. Point number two, praying prevents hypocrisy. Jesus' prayer in the garden. This is beautiful. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible uh, for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. What's Jesus saying? I don't want to do this. I don't want to go die tomorrow. This is not what I plan. I do not look forward to this. But I will continue to do it. So Jesus says, not what you will, but what not what I will, but what you will. Tell God the truth, always. I know you don't want to forgive this person. This person has been absolutely miserable, but you've got to tell God, I don't want to forgive them, but I will. Why? Because it's your will. I don't want to confess this sin, but I will. Why? Because you've got to be open and honest. That stops the hypocrisy in your life. The apostles, three times Jesus prayed the same prayer, three times he found these guys sound asleep. And he said, you know, why are you still sleeping? Right? They weren't preparing themselves. And then point number three, the result of prayer, or should we say the result of the lack of prayer, Jesus responds to Judas when he comes up with the kiss. He says, friend, do what you got to do, right? Jesus was ready to take the kiss without screaming at him. Jesus was ready to stand before the Sanhedrin without responding to them. He was ready to stand before Pilate. Why? Because he spent his time in prayer he knew what was going to take place, and he, was, he had himself collected. Peter, he's, he's reaching out with a sword, and he's cutting off the slave's ear. Total aggression. Why? Because he was sound asleep. He wasn't being focused. Prayer prevents the hypocrisy. And the disciples, they what? They scattered. And then finally, hypocrisy will be exposed. You have the false witnesses. Their testimony was not consistent. You have the false judge, the high priest, you know, asking Jesus, what is it these men are testifying against you? How can you respond to false testimony? And then Peter's denial. Even Peter's denial was written up in in all the Gospels. Why? Because God wanted everybody to see it. God wanted everybody to see how bad Peter was in that denial and how much God loved him and brought him back into the fold. What sin can you do that would ever push you away? Look at what Peter did. Look at Paul. He was a murderer of Christians. Understand your hypocrisy is going to be exposed. There are correct responses to Christ, and there's wrong responses. Mary had the correct, sincere heart. If you say you're going to do it, do it. The disciples, they had the seeds of hypocrisy. So what does Jesus do? Three quick lessons on what? On how to kill hypocrisy. Trust and obey God's word. How to prevent hypocrisy, continue in a solid prayer life. Tell God the truth. Always be honest with God. And then thirdly, understand this. Hypocrites will be exposed. God is going to use you, either like Judas, for a bad example of what not to do, or like Peter, a good example, what to do. If you don't get rid of the hypocrisy in your life, you're going to be the bad example. And that's encouragement for us today. Listen to Christ. Kill the hypocrisy before it kills you. Thank you for listening.